a little while ago, um, you know, I was talking to a friend and, and they said, hey, do you know? And I said, you know, you can find whatever you want, wherever you are. If you go to this new website called publicsquare.com, and this is, if you remember, Stu, or Pat, you were there. Um, this is very much like the marketplace that I started when we started oh, yeah. The Blaze, mm-hmm. except it was just too, it was too early yeah. uh, for anything like that. Uh, now, publicsquare.com is there, and it's a website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses, all from different industries, businesses that value life, family, freedom. Whether you're looking for coffee, clothing, skincare products, eat at a restaurant, you're looking for the best one, uh, and looking for a restaurant that's not going to shove their pronouns down your throat, Public Square is your destination. It offers discounts to some of your favorite businesses so you can save money while shopping with companies that don't hate you. This is the, um, this is the alternative. You don't have to do business with people that hate you. Check out Public sq.com that's public sq.com public square public sq.com Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Gentlemen, I know 80% of you are already thinking about the Roman Empire, but we're going to talk about the Roman Empire in 60 seconds. Shooting guns is actually a lot of fun. Now, you could tell that to your California friend, and they're, they're not, bless their heart, they just don't think so. But it is. But it's not only just fun, it's serious and an important responsibility. If you're a gun owner, you have to do this. You need to be proficient with your firearms, the ones that you own. And that requires a lot of practice. But with ammunition prices going through the roof, you know, do you have time and the resources to go to the gun range? This is why I recommend you get the Mantis X. Mantis X, high-tech, easy-to-use system, widely used by the military, and helps improve your shooting quickly. You attach it to the, uh, the, the uh, barrel of the firearm, connect it with an app on your smartphone or your tablet, and then, whether you're firing actual rounds or even dry fire practicing, it'll give you instant feedback on what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong, and then how to correct that. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes. Uh, when I went to the range after using Mantis X for a while, I could not believe how much better I was and how my skill had not perished at all. It had actually gone up. Start improving today. Get your Mantis X at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. 
Spencer Clavin is a friend of the program. His, uh, his father is a dear friend, uh, Andrew Clavin. And uh, Spencer is probably one of the more brilliant people I happen to know. He wrote the book, How to Save the West. Uh, and uh, we wanted to get him on uh, today to talk a little bit about, you know, the Roman, the Roman Empire, because we've been thinking about it a lot, Spencer. We have. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a pleasure to be back, and I think this will fill our quota for the entire week. You know, <laughs> I mean, you are the you're the one guy that probably does think of the Roman Empire. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I never think of the Roman Empire. Uh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you can admit that. And take yeah. a big man to admit that. <laughs> no, I'm, I think put me in, Coach. You know, I'm ready. I've been yeah. Okay. All right. So are we are we repeating the pattern of the Roman Empire? Well, there's a good case to be made that the pattern we're actually repeating is the pattern of the Roman Republic at its at its very end, right when it became an empire. We in America are a republic. That's how our nation was founded. That's the regime our founders put in place and they put it in place for a very specific reason because they had studied ancient history as well as more recent history and they knew that all sorts of forms of tyranny can come into place with all different kinds of government you can even have a tyranny of the mob under democracy you can of course have the tyranny of a monarchy which they had just escaped from and in order to preserve uh, american liberty against those forms of tyranny they created this threefold government, the three different branches of our government are meant to balance the different powers uh, that compete against one another so that individual Americans can be free. Um, The only way that you can destroy that kind of system is from within. Republics die by suicide. And in Rome, what happened is a very small coterie of elites, of well-heeled, rich, well-to-do people, got together among their cronies and conspired to deprive large masses of the citizenry from their birthright, from the lands that they were supposed to have access to after their military service. Holy and <laughs> no, imagine that. And it's, it's impossible, of course, for us to think about this happening in America. You know, a sure. small group of elites getting together and uh, <laughs> lording it over the people. That would never happen here. No. But of course. That's uh, exactly what we're starting to look at. And it's part of why guys like me and I think you as well, you know, are so concerned about the way that the Davos crowd and these, you know, sort of hoity-toity upper crust elites are trying effectively to take control away from the people. So what caused the downfall of the of the Republic? What what was it besides the elites? The people had to be probably like we are now. That's right. Well, this is part of why elite capture is so poisonous for republics. You know, Machiavelli, the uh, great uh, Renaissance era thinker of uh, in political philosophy, looked back on the Roman Republic and he said, were, were the elites or the people worse? It's kind of hard to tell who was more uh, to blame. But ultimately, he said it was the elites who failed most because in their failure, they not only discredited themselves, but the entire system that they were supposed to mm. represent. And that is also what happened in Rome, that public trust started to drain, to hemorrhage out of these Republican institutions. And by the time the era of Julius Caesar came along, uh, Plutarch, one of the great essayists of, of antiquity, 
said there were many observers who thought they would be lucky if nothing worse than a tyranny emerged from this situation. You start to get populist rulers who agitate the crowd. It becomes very, very easy for one person or one group of people uh, to effectively promise the people that they'll give, you know, they'll give them everything they want. They'll give them all their land, all their money back. They'll just take it out of the hands of the elite. And then you have a populist uprising, which eventually turns into uh, a monarchy or a, a tyranny, which is what you got uh, after many, many years of civil war in Rome. Yeah, I can kind of relate to all of that. Where, where are we on this? Where are we on this cycle? Well, one thing I think it's important to bear in mind so that we don't despair here is that this is not a an ironclad prophecy. These sure. things don't always happen exactly the same way. History doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. And so I would propose that in many ways at home, what we're looking at is this kind of decay of a republic at the point at which the people begin to become fed up. There is an enormous mass of populist energy, not just on the right, also on the left, mm-hmm. um, with people feeling that both political parties have completely failed to serve their interests or even to offer them a solution to the problems that they refuse to acknowledge and in many cases uh, undertake to make worse. And so that populist energy is now, I think, brewing in our country in some very dangerous ways. We've seen the way that, you know, when people take to the streets, as in 2020, for example, uh, things can get really hairy really quickly. It doesn't mean that we are doomed, I don't think, uh, to tear our government down to the studs and institute a monarchy. But it does mean that very careful and serious engagement with the legitimate concerns of those people that feel underserved by the government is the only way for anybody to take serious political power in this country right now. And I think that explains a lot of what you're seeing in the presidential race as well. Has anyone gotten to this point and turned it around? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. We talked about this when I went on your uh, podcast. I mean, I think that the Romans got to this point several times before it all collapsed and did turn it around. And the way that they did that was by uh, a meeting between the elites and the people several times in Rome's history. uh, The people clamored again in the way that they did at the end for more rights, for more attention, for for, uh, to be given what they believed was their due as Romans. And it was not that they simply, the elites then just rolled over and, you know, gave citizenship to everybody that wanted it and just kind of answered every uh, populist claim. But they understood that they were now responsible. They had what you might call now a noblesse oblige, a sense that as elites, they had an obligation to listen to the voice of the people and to negotiate. Um, One thing that's true about America is we are not going to get rid of elites altogether. It's a mistake to think that what's coming up next is, well, we'll just have a you know bright new future of equality for all in every respect. Everybody's going to be the same. There are mm-hmm. always going to be elites yeah. um, because there are always going to, even in a meritocracy, people are going to rise to the top. The key is to replace our current elites who have no interest in, in negotiating with the people with elites who have a sense of responsibility toward those people that they are uh, elevated above. And that's that kind of negotiation can turn this thing around. It did in Rome uh, many, several times before the end and it could for us too if if uh, we have a little bit of help from upstairs how, how how do you convince people have you have you thought about this spencer on 
the the way we have been brainwashed. I, I look at the 1930s and I think we are repeating many of those same mistakes. Uh, mm-hmm. And I never understood how the German populace could go from, you know, decent people with a republic to 15 years later, the Nazis. How, how did yeah. that happen? I understand it much more now. All you have to do is start pitting people against each other uh, and and telling bigger and bigger lies, and people tend to believe them. Right. Yes, I think about this a lot, and it's something that uh, is discussed at the beginning of Plato's Republic, actually. Uh, Socrates says, well, if you won't listen to persuasion, then I have no way of convincing you. Um, If people are actually dead set against hearing because they've been brainwashed, then it becomes very, very difficult to break through that cloud of lies. Um, But I go back again and again to something that Alexander Solzhenitsyn said, and here's a guy who lived through a far worse worst version of oh, yeah. this kind of brainwashing and, you know, dissident in the Soviet regime, uh, a prisoner in the gulag. And he gave a speech in which he said, live not by lies. And what he personally concluded in that speech is that the only thing that can undo that kind of spell of media deception, of uh, educational brainwash, all of that stuff is a personal non-participation in lies. If, if every one of us that thinks that something is up, something is going wrong, has to be forthright and open about that because the hypnotism that happens when everybody is kind of towing one dishonest line um, isn't just about people believing these lies. It's also about cowardice. It's also about people that say, I think there's something wrong with this, but I'm afraid of what's going to happen if I speak up. Um, Solzhenitsyn said that one man who refuses to say that lie can turn the world upside down. And I think courage really is the virtue that we are most in need of right now. It's not that you need to be brilliant and see perfectly to every truth that has been concealed. It's just that you need to state forthrightly what you believe, that men can't turn into women, um, that, that socialism has failed everywhere it's tried. I mean, these things have become incredibly costly to say, but saying them is our only hope of breaking that uh, spell of lies. When Rome saved itself, um, did it have a, a savior, if you will, somebody who stood up and could talk common sense to both sides of, of the room? Because I don't see that on the horizon. The way, the, the way things are going politically, I, I, I don't see somebody that can unite everybody. That is a huge problem for us. I agree with you. I mean, Rome did have these heroes that would emerge throughout time, and they really rooted a lot of their history in these great men. Some of them were from before the Republic, and then they carried on this tradition. People like Scipio Africanus, you know, that they could look up to, and who was rooted not in his love of party, but in his love of of Rome itself, and and in the service that he had given. Um, One really important way that they encouraged this was that they understood uh, that Roman citizenship was not just 
a kind of goods, a goodie bag that you got born into. It was also a series of responsibilities. And so they encouraged and honored people who went above and beyond in fulfilling those responsibilities in uh, showing bravery in wartime, showing wisdom in moments of political crisis. Um, one of our major problems in America is that we don't afford honor to people that do that sort of thing. We don't afford honor to honest people. We don't celebrate honesty uh, or indeed we don't celebrate bipartisanship. All of these things are dishonorable in our public life. Um, and that's part of why you're seeing the failure of a lot of our leadership class. Um, it may be that this current class of leaders that is represented really by Joe Biden and even to a certain extent by Donald Trump, that, you know, this is an old guard passing away. It's taking a long time to pass away. Um, we may hope that, especially at the local level in the way that red states and governors of red states have, have succeeded, um, that there's a, a majority coalition growing who can find leaders from a slightly younger generation. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you that it's not hopeful among the people currently in power. All right, more with uh, Spencer Clavin here in just a second. Stand by. Uh, first, let me tell you about my pillow. My pillow products are just great. They're really incredible. And if you haven't tried them yet, you should. Uh, my pillow is having a huge sale on their percale sheets. Uh, and Pat could go on and on and on and talk about percale. Uh, oh, he loves those. Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah. Which is what exactly, percale? Well, it's a you know, form of sheets. Well, I know I know that, but yeah. I mean that's mm -hmm. that's kind of redundant if it was like sheet sheets. So it is. It is <laughs> okay. So uh, we could, don't don't ask us because we love yeah. them, especially when they're in a variety of colors and sizes, and all of that is included in the closeout sale. The queen size sheets usually retail for ninety bucks, but now they're available for thirty five dollars when you use the promo code Beck. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, get my pillow percale sheets as low as twenty five dollars for the twin set and thirty five dollars for the queen set. Deal's not going to last long. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So we're talking to Spencer Clavin, who is a historian, a great writer, and uh, somebody who really just buckles down and studies it so the rest of us don't have to um and and spencer I, I have read that the the society always starts to dis when it starts to dismantle itself it goes into what used to be called sexual perversions uh and men become much more effeminate uh and it's almost a it's it's almost a loss of the sexes. Is that true? It's certainly a hallmark of this kind of dysfunction. Um, there's a guy called Rob Henderson who writes about what's called luxury beliefs. And what I suspect is that this kind of extravagant, crazy, and totally uh, unreality-based sexual psychosis that we're going through, this is the kind of thing you can only indulge in when you're rich, fat, and happy. Then mm -hmm. you can sit around and say, well, men and women, they're really the same, and they can change into one another. Um, these things become incredibly difficult to maintain when the rubber meets the road. Sure. And there's actually a, a 
story um, in Dionysius of Halicarnassus, who was this great you know, historian from the ancient world, um, who writes about a tyrant in, in a little island uh, that was kind of obscure, but, but who, uh, when he took control, one of the things this tyrant did to make sure that nobody would ever rise up against him is he ordered that all the boys should be taught like girls in school and that they should be made effeminate through their training. And this is how he thought that he could stay secure in his tyranny is if he kind of sanded down the rough edges of, of masculinity. Um, there's, there's a good argument to be made that a generation of weak and effeminate men is one of the best ways to put a tyranny in place, uh, to encourage men to, uh, to abandon their aspirations to manhood and masculinity, to shame them for trying to take sovereignty over their own lives. Um, these sorts of things are an excellent way to keep a population docile. And they're also an excellent way to render yourself weak to invasion from outside, which is eventually what that tyrant succumbed to, is that people who had not been trained under his oppressive regime took up the call of manliness and, uh, and, and overthrew him. So, yeah, I do think that when you're sort of easygoing, when everything is looking great, when you're on top of the world, um, you can sort of indulge in these uh, obscure theories about masculinity and femininity. But the less uh, you have available to you, the less defense you have available to you, uh, the more you're going to start mm. to realize that actually men need to be men and women need to be women. Boy, boy, boy. Is this, uh, I mean, it's just everything you're saying is playing out. Is there, is there a, a place in the Roman Empire or the Roman uh, Republic's history that we haven't repeated yet that you might, you might say to yourself, when I see this, I'll, yeah. I'll know. Well, Appian, who is the historian of this kind of period when the Republic fell apart, um, said that when it was really over is when Romans took up swords against one another, because he mentions, you know, before this, there were all of these different negotiations between the elites and the, pe and the people, um, but it wasn't until civil bloodshed in the era of the Gracchi, uh, when people started to kill their leaders uh, in order to get rid of them, that mm. things were destined to fall apart. And whereas we have had violent riots, whereas we did, you know, have January 6th, and we have had um, the, the riots of 2020, and all of this kind of political upheaval and uprest, formalized political violence where you decide who's going to rule by killing people um, mm. is when you really start to think things are, are falling apart. So thank God we're, we're not there yet. Mm, yeah. Yes, we're not there. Yes, I'm going to leave it at that. We're not there yet. So uh, I'd love to have you back on because, you know, a lot of people are talking about, you know, the glory days of the Roman. I don't I'm not sure I know what the glory days of the Roman Empire really were, uh, but maybe we can explore that next time you're on. We'll discuss it next time. Uh, there's a good case to be made for Augustus, but we'll leave that for, uh, uh, for another day. All right. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, you bet. Uh, Spencer Clavin, I, this this kid is amazing. I say kid. This guy is amazing. Uh, the uh, son of Andrew Clavin and his book, How to Save the West, is tremendous. I was reading it. Didn't even look at the author. I was just reading it. And, uh, you know, Spencer Clavin, and I didn't even put two and two together. Get about halfway through and I bring it into the producers and I'm like, we got to get this Spencer Clavin on. And they all looked at me and went. This Spencer Clay, you know who that is. And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Who doesn't? Who, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you think I'm a dummy? 
the Glenn Beck Program. Alicia lives in California. She wrote in about her experience using Relief Factor to fight her pain. She says, I'm a grocery store worker and I work a lot of double shifts. At 52, I don't get much of a rest from my bad knees. For years now, I've literally been limping to and from the bed. But I heard you talking about Relief Factor. I thought I'd give it a try. Glenn, just a few days into Relief Factor and the pain has already decreased substantially. I'm so thankful for this amazing product. Alicia, thank you. Thank you. Uh, If you are in pain and you want your life back and you think you've tried everything, you haven't tried this. And about 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. So you might be part of that 70%, but you'll know within three weeks of taking it. If you're not seeing any relief in three weeks, you're probably not going to see any relief. But 70% of the people go on to order more at relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. And don't forget to use the promo code Glen to get $10 off your subscription at blazetv.com. Wow, 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 wow. Well, this is significant. Bob Menendez addresses the bribery charges against him. Let's just listen in just a little bit. That is fascinating, especially the way he tells that story. And uh, he's weaving it well. And that was live. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, that was live. That's going on right now. Yeah, you know so. what? We're going to just check in from time to time. You know, if okay. something is breaking on that. We're going to check in right now. Let's go. The darkest day. Okay, so, wow, we'll keep you up to speed on that. I'm starting to lose track of all the people that are accused of bribery. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know what I like? What? Not taking bribes. I like that in a candidate. You do? Yeah, I do. Are you that picky? I, (laughs) I, yeah. Well, I know I'm not voting for Pope. Wow. But I just hope I'm not voting for a traitor. You know what I mean? Somebody who just sell our secrets. Man, or, that's a pretty high standard, you though. Know, yeah, really. it when, is. Somebody who is not, who is not committed to treason somebody is what I you would, want. Yes. Uh, huh. I'm pretty firm on that. I'd also Jeez. like somebody that doesn't have Swiss bank accounts or offshore accounts. Huh. Or, what about gold bullion that they're getting from? Don't like you don't where like are they that? getting it from? Well, from like Egypt. Let's say no, it's Egypt. No, I don't. I mean, in from exchange the, for infra- sensitive uh, American information. No, I'm no. Uh-uh. Really? Yeah, I am. I am against Man. that. Now he did take gold bullion. I mean, the only person you could elect uh, would be the Pope. Right? No, I don't know if he's clear of all those things. <laughs> That's true. It's so. So we have uh, Bob Menendez, uh, who is the senator from the great state of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Who would have seen corruption coming out of New Jersey? Chairman of the very powerful Foreign Relations Committee. Yeah, uh, he just he just temporarily stepped down while the uh, charges are going on. But well, they they hung jury last time. Hung. Yep, in 2015. Uh, so this isn't the first time he's run into problems. It probably won't be the last. Uh, well, it could be. It could be. Yeah, if yeah, he's he convicted. Could, yeah. He could just wind up in prison for yeah. the rest of his life. Right. Which would be nice for him. Yes, wouldn't it, though? I would like that. Yeah. I would like that. Uh, it's amazing, though, that even Democrats are saying, you need to resign. 
because, and I think that is because, not because they have ethics all of a sudden or they care about the country. It's because he might lose the election. He's underwater now against the uh, potential opponent that would be running against him in, for, for the office in, in New Jersey. But um, he only got $480,000 into his bank account from oh. the Egyptians. And, oh, I see. I look at bribery. You know, a lot more than four. Well, yeah, you would think. Well, yeah. they did throw in some gold bullion. Now it was just okay. like a little, like a coin, no, or like something. A, like two bricks, two gold. bricks of yeah. gold. Uh-huh. Wow! So that's uh... then he did get a Mercedes Benz, but it was just a C class. Oh well, a C class doesn't even pathetic. count. If I'm yeah. committing treason, I'm holding out for S class. <laughs> yeah, at least, and even the five fifty or six fifty. Yes, you know, and the AB. Something, whatever that system is that, that makes system. it, yeah, that I want makes that it even too. better. I want that. I want then, that. then they put seventy thousand dollars into his wife's account. But he didn't know but that. He didn't know. Who knows he what would, their wife is doing? He all the time. swears he's never talked to his wife about business deals <laughs> in Egypt or political deals. Yeah, or he's any never. Other he of, doesn't know anything at all about no, her business. No, she was just. She happened to be doing business mm-hmm. where he was doing business in Egypt. And they happen to send that to her, but he has what? He didn't take that seventy grand. It was her, no, right? I mean, who who among us? Who among us? Who among us hasn't had seventy thousand dollars put in your in, wife's account? Yeah, and, and you, you didn't, didn't know, know about it. You didn't know about it. You had no idea. Oh, honey, you do. You you have a seventy thousand uh, dollar bank account? That hmm. yeah, well, of course I do. Well, of course you do, sweetheart. Sure. I've I've got one. Silly of me. I've been working in Egypt. I know I didn't tell you, but that's only because I didn't want to compromise you and have ah. to have you say, "Okay, wait a minute, I'm working." That might look bad. Yeah, you know, right. And, uh, and it's so much less than you got. You got the 480000 that was stuffed into envelopes and hidden in clothing and closets and safes all, all around the house. your house. Yeah. So he didn't even put it in the bank? No. Huh. He didn't. Huh. Well, because that can be tracked down, you know, if you're... Well, sure it can. You know what I mean? Sure it can. And you don't want that seen yeah. by others. They might misconstrue it. They might think there's something nefarious going on. Right. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gotten to the bank yet. Right. With my gold bullion bricks, <laughs> I you know I, I I'd like a job like that. I'd like a yeah. job like that where where I just you know steal like your show prep, right? And then I give it to somebody else, and they give me a gold brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying, yeah, America. I'm open to that. Are you really? I'm absolutely open to that. You will take bribes. I will to take get to bribes. my show prep. Yeah, I'll steal your when, show prep really? and give it to somebody else. Now It's kind of interesting because here's a whole list of my show prep that I see uh, in your show prep. Yeah, I know Mine's that. Mine's also included. So yeah, I know you that. You kind of got it for free. I don't know. that. No, I'm no, I'm not just taking uh-huh. it. I'm, I'm not just taking it to use for myself. I'd be uh-huh. taking it and selling it to oh, others. Get, okay, I yeah, see. Yeah, you got to add yeah. that extra step. I don't have an <laughs> right. offshore account yet, but I do have a closet, and I can fit... Mm. Pretty large em- envelopes into the closet. Do you have any socks that you can stuff cash into? I guess. I mean, I've yeah, never, I've never tried, but I'm, you know, I'm new at this. I should Who'd look in your sock drawer for yeah. cash. Nobody. Now I don't have to, uh, you know, do crack off the belly of a hooker like. Not uh, necessarily. Okay. Only if you want to. That's optional. Okay, we'll give that. And to I want to do it only on Russian foreign nationals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, or Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. That would be good. Or would be good. strippers from Arkansas, let's say. Or that, you know. You know? But they tend but. to have babies. 
Anyway, um, that's oddly specific. Um, so Men- Menendez, uh, I mean, they don't have anything on him. Besides, <laughs> no, besides all this. Yeah. D- d- besides the 480000 they found. Right. The Mercedes he's driving. The gold bullion in his possession. Right. And the $70,000 in his wife's account. They got right. very little right. on this Right, so what guy. you're saying is this there's is no evidence. Yeah, there's you know, no evidence stunt. yet. Yeah. No evidence. No evidence. And no evidence. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to stop. If if these guys can continue one after another yeah. to take foreign money. I mean, it's not even to like... To do favors for them. Yeah. I mean, it would be bad if it was like, you know, coming from, I, I don't know, the Rockefellers or, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the Dow Chemical Company or, or whatever. Right. But it's coming but from it foreign governments. Really bad. Really bad. Really bad. There's a couple of things. That's one of the things. The other is, can we stop electing people who have been mentally compromised? Uh, it's just a thing of mine. I, I might be alone on that where I want my elected officials, especially in really high places. Are you saying Menendez have is not their mental faculties? No, I'm going beyond Menendez now. This uh-huh. is a little extra thing for some other okay. officials in our government. You uh, want them to be. I, I want them to be fully so capable. What mentally. about Feinstein? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's not really, you know, all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about if we replace her with Kamala Harris? If the president just mm-hmm. says, Kamala, you are too important for this nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we you need, need you to, in a really. <laughs> yeah, we hot. need you in that. In another. In another role. Yeah, not a yeah. role that's not the vice president. We called Canada and they didn't they didn't have any room. No for you, But but uh, one in California. Right. right. But you know. well, yeah. And then you uh-huh. take the California governor. Right. And you move him in to to the the vice presidency. Huh. huh. What an idea. Yeah. What an idea. Because then you could get you could get like 10 years, a term of like 10 years, not just eight. Right. You know. Huh. And then you have, let's say, that California governor maybe making sort of national moves, like vetoing a bill everybody knew he was going to sign, but then he didn't. Right. Because he's considering that's weird. now. That's, that's just like what happened with Gavin Newsom last weekend. Just it is last, like that. Just a couple of days ago, he was supposed to sign in, yeah. you know, you will turn in your children if you decide to do anything against having gender surgery. <laughs> we cut off her breast now. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you were a parent and didn't say, Yes, sir. Right. They'd take your kid away. You could go to prison. But and he didn't sign that. No. Strangely. That is strange. Yeah. Almost like he was preparing for something else. Like a, yes. a national. Like kind level. of a national thing. Huh. Yeah. Or, you know, it is strange. Uh, Inspector Clouseau used to say, strange. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, sure and is. I think you know. What I'm saying there. Then maybe somebody talks Biden into resigning. No. After you've made those no. two moves. Why no. would you do that? I mean, that would be silly. No, he's yeah. beloved. Everybody. And in, he's vigor. His doctor said he's totally vigorous. Yes. For an 80-year-old man. Yes. He has the body of a 79-year-old. 
Well, but the mental capacity of a four-year-old or a hundred and fourteen-year-old. Okay, all right, one of the two. Good, thank you. All right, let me uh, tell you. Oh, by the way, we got the uh, the numbers in from the border. Oh, and they're good. The, yeah, they're great. They're good. It, he did his job. Only three hundred and four thousand people came across the border illegally last month, and it wasn't a million. No, it wasn't a million. It wasn't five million no, in a month. Was, it was not five million. So he's doing pretty well. The border is secure. Yeah. I think you might be wrong. I think you might be wrong. I don't know uh, what gives you that impression. That's weird. Well, how much did you it's say? A weird take. How, how many did you say? Over 300,000. It was 304,000, I think. Uh, 304,162. But can you be specific on that? <laughs> I can't. I can't get okay. any. Okay. All right. No, well. I'm just rounding up. All right. Well, we're going to have to take Pat's word for it. My Patriot Supply, if you uh, if you haven't been uh, storing back food for the coming shortages, why not? Why not? The cost of groceries skyrocketing alone. If that's not enough to convince you that you need to have a plan, uh, what will? Please. Head over to MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare today with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, or camping pack. One thing for sure is uh, for sure in this world, and that is the only thing constant is charge. Uh, order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship the same day. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Tomorrow is a big day in Washington. They start debating four government spending bills. Uh, the Republicans are preparing for this tomorrow. Defense, state, homeland security, and agriculture. I don't want them in really in any of those things. Well, defense, but yeah. other than that, State Department? No, no, not their budget. Homeland security? No. no. Uh, agriculture bill? I mean, I want to see what's in it, but... I don't think they're going to be helping the farmers out. They never do. No, they never do. I don't do. know why they'd start now. Yeah. <sighs> so just, they're also um, going to be, you know, maneuvering back and forth on Ukraine aid. Republicans. Mm. Um, we just haven't given enough yet to Ukraine. You know? Well. That's my problem with it. Let's Let's just. Everything that comes in, we should probably send to them. Right? I mean. Let's put them first, even more than we're doing now, I mean, because they're only getting a few billion dollars a week. Uh, who can make ends meet on that? Nobody. Well, I will tell you this, that uh, when I look at all the things that we have to do as a nation, mm-hmm. I think, can we, can we issue some IRS guidance to taxpayers who might receive 1099Ks for uh, ticket sale proceeds, scalpers. You know what I mean? Wow. How often have we talked about that? That's been <laughs> no, one of our main when issues. I, when I thought about, you know, all the things that we should fix, mm-hmm. especially with the IRS, I'm like, go after the scalpers. 
Right after the scalpers. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all had enough of the scalpers and the scalping situation. Well, Taylor Swift has. Well, then if if she has, then so have the rest of us. I think right. as Taylor Swift goes, yeah. so goes America. That's so, my that's my uh, motto. It's becoming more and more true every day. Yeah, I know. I know. Did you see the coverage of of her at the Chiefs football game because she was there to cheer on Travis Kelsey? She's that's yeah. all I saw all weekend was her cheering. It's weird now. Uh, they're they're dating. Uh, because now each of them has a tight end. <laughs> huh? Uh, pretty good. Wait a minute. Pretty good. Pretty good. Hold I on. mean, for me, a sports joke, that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty that good. really is pretty yeah, good. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, thank you. Better thank late you. than never. Yeah. But it well, had to be done. Not really. So uh, <laughs> I saw that the uh, president was, uh, was coming out and saying that he's tired of high ticket sales. Uh, high-priced tickets for concerts that we should all be able to enjoy. Right. And that's why he is proud to announce uh, the new guidance to uh, scalpers. Oh, and I good. thought, man, he is on it. He has He's got his on finger it. on the pulse. Yep. You know, he is going for the average person, you know. <laughs> Gee, how am I going to afford this $4,000 ticket to see Taylor Swift? Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's if I, you know, you know, if I get it from a scalper. Otherwise, they're... Three thousand dollars a ticket. I mean, how much? <laughs> I how much are her charges. tickets? I know she tried to lot. keep them. She tried to keep them down at one point. I think you can get them for. I uh, think you can get into the building for about three or four hundred. Wow, mistaken. So, so you can't see the stage. You got that going. You're actually for you. cleaning up. Yes, um, but uh, but you're in the building. What do you sure, want? Sure, sure. Um, now I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's rumor going around, and the New York Times wants to. Wants to squash this rumor about uh, Ron DeSantis uh, when he was at Guantanamo Bay. He w- would feed people insure with a tube down their throat, uh, and uh, mm-hmm. and he would do it. I guess just for kicks. I'm I'm not sure, but uh, he, this is from one of the detainees. In Guantanamo and Bay. Ron DeSantis yeah. was responsible he for... He said he tied him to a chair. He was crying and screaming. His tubes were shoved down his throat. Wow. And then he he shoved down the dietary supplement and sure. <laughs> and, uh, and that's... that's So there's one guy. They've checked with everybody else. No, didn't happen. But uh, it did happen to this guy. Well, he says it does. But the New York Times is reporting saying, you know what? Hey... I don't think so. I don't think so. The Glenn Beck Program. (laughs)